0: This is the Bryan Down Music Lounge, all things Nashville, all things music, all things sports, local events, local beers, coming to you this morning from my home in Orlando, Florida, home of Snickers and Jamison, my two guinea pigs, two of the coolest pigs that you might ever meet, also home of Shaq and Penny, and it's a great place down here, but let's go ahead and get the business. And let's talk about the guests on the show today. His name is Cameron Rocht. He is a local producer in Nashville. He is also the vice president of artist relations at Red Ridge Entertainment and one of my good friends as well. He talks about a lot of really interesting things going on in the music business in Nashville today. But let's go ahead and start it out with his thoughts on being a studio musician and knowing your role coming into a session. He also talks a little bit about the rules of the road as a traveling musician.
1: I think if there's one underlying thing um, to everything, it's don't make the session about you. I think that's um, a great point. Make it about the artist. Make them feel great. That's my favorite thing that um, that that good players do. Great players. They... They take the, the vibe and the energy and they make the artist feel comfortable. And like I said, artists are super, super sensitive beings. I mean, the, the best ones are, I think. I agree. And they can tap into a side of their brain that none of us really can on a regular basis. Right. Um, you know, without a lot of a lot of work. Um, and and hours, you know, put into that, that practice and that trade, Uh, they, they can do that, but they're, they're very, very conscious of their environment, it's a completely psychological thing, Um, and it's, like, not about the, what you're playing, you know, past a certain point, because we all know in Nashville, or, you know, if you're listening to somebody, you know, somewhere else, there's there's a, there's an imaginary line. And if you can imagine me, you know, uh, holding my hand up right now, you know, at about, you know, face level, there's once you get past that imaginary line, like of being competent here, it doesn't really matter. Like you're, you're, you're just another number. Essentially. I completely
0: agree with you. I think that's a great way of putting it. I actually was talking to one of my buddies earlier about that and, How, like you said, it's like once you're to a certain level, Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, what are going to be the things that kind of like set you apart and I think allow certain musicians to be, you know, to work more, to be more successful? And I think it is like kind of what you're talking about is being able to adapt to the situation, Uh, whether it's in the studio or live or if you're traveling, you know, not being a wacko is always a good thing. (laughs) That's (laughs) funny
1: that you mentioned that. Yeah, like playing bass on the road. I'll go out maybe on, um, you know couple weekends a year that sort of thing you know mostly in the summer more than anything um, you know if my schedule permits um, I, I you know it's fun to keep your chops up you know so I'll, I'll go out and play bass with uh, various different artists uh, and it's just you you know that you know that a guy who can't you know who can't ever shut up, is not going to do well in the long run or a guy that, you know, voices his opinion all the time. There's a lot of them too. Yeah. Yeah, there is, man, and unfortunately that just, you know, can't really can't really get that hang factor down and um, that's that's on the road. I, I mean, it's 90% of this, you know. Right. I you're talk, around them all the time. I Talk about it all the time. I'm like I, honestly, if you're if you're if you're a really chill person like you're fun to hang out with and um you don't you don't even have to like the same things, you know, as the artist or the rest of the guys just 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 be humble and be be you know, be yourself and don't be annoying or be, be like you know, show offy. Right. I can't tell you how many people I've like been on stage with And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like shaking my head right now because, like, here's this stereotypical guitar player who, you know, he's got a great tone. He's got a great feel. He's got a great uh, ability to just, you know, pick out certain licks. And he's so good. But during soundcheck, he never shuts up. Just the noodle show? Just the, dude, it, Yeah it's it's all about him if you walked in at that point like and 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 like you know you saw the artist warming up or whatever and be like who's the artist like wait <laughs> that guy's shredding on guitar and the artist is over there trying to check their mic or something you know because you're stand there at a show you know for sound check and sound check can take anywhere from. You know, if you're the headlining act, it could be an hour, it could be, I mean, five minutes. Right, just, you just never know, You never right? know, but yeah. like, there are those times on the road where, you know, you're, you're playing and, and that sort of thing, and man, like,
0: those guys I just want to hit over the head with <laughs>
1: It's legs. driving me crazy! Yeah, I do Dude, you know who I'm talking
0: to. Yeah, about? yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't blame you at all, that, that does kind of drive me nuts, too. It could be anything, it doesn't even have to be a guitar, but like, that, it, that's, that, uh, that stereo up is so true. Here, Cameron gives us thoughts on the quality of musicianship in Nashville.
1: The thing that I uh, I noticed the most um, when it comes to Nashville specifically, mm-hmm. because we all know how hard this town is. We all know that the the talent level is just stupid good. It's not even like, you, you just, I mean, I have my my hands race up in the air right now because I'm like, I can't even... I can't... I can't... I can't fathom it some days. It's just... It's so much I, like, block it out. I'm like, yeah, yep, he just did that. People are like, oh my God, did you see that solo? Well? I'm like, yeah. Another day in paradise. Another day in paradise. Yeah, <laughs> it, you know. So, it's like, that sort of stuff happens every day. And, you know, it's... It's, uh... So you see so you see that right and you become numb to that, and you know that's that's huge, you know that we can do that obviously, but none of that talent or anything would really matter if you know we didn't respect each other in the studio and and I think when you get all those egos and um you know uh creative types in the uh in the room together, it it can, it could be a, it could be a volatile situation. Um, do you run into a lot of that? Would you say, or like a little bit, or very rarely? That's great. Yeah, yeah, and, and like there's there there could be so much room for error, but the the best things that guys do, uh, is honestly just they they know when to chime in and when not to chime in. So say you're working on a session and. You've got um, you got a bunch of really great you know guys in the um, you know in the in the room and they're all they're all they're all killing it right they're all doing their their thing and obviously you know in Nashville we're we're mostly reading off charts and you know playing to a click most of the time so once you figure that you know sort of um, system out. You know, and have your signature licks as a guitar player, whatever you might do um, to set you apart uh, as a player. Uh, You you've gotta you gotta have a you gotta have like a a sort of sixth sense in the room about the the I guess the tempo of the session and and the energy, the vibe.
0: Hey man, do you need a drummer for your next studio project? Maybe you need a last-minute fill-in for a gig out in South Dakota at Rhonda's Barbecue. Or maybe your drummer stiffed you on Broadway because he had a family emergency. Well, hey, you're in business. Call Brian Dowd. I can play anything from country, rock, Brazilian sambas, or even that new cool genre they call Americana. Don't forget, next time you're in a pinch, don't even hesitate. Call me, Brian Dowd, The Stimp Man, Rhythm Section 2000, The Drumming Leprechaun, to bring the groove to you. The two and four right to your door, 407-221-2314. Again that's 407-221-2314. Bringing the groove right to your door. I've always been interested in the challenges as a producer, and what things might sometimes present the biggest challenges. Here are Cameron's thoughts when I asked him that question.
1: I'd say um, that if you're gonna if you're going to produce uh, a record as opposed to engineer, mm-hmm. um, you need to go into it with the mindset that. Uh, you're you're guiding somebody else along, and you need to you need to pick your battles. Um, you know, choose wisely because everything you know that you say to the band uh, or artist usually, uh, in my case, mm-hmm. um, is going to to have an effect. You know, negative or positive, it's going to have some weight. Right. So, I think the the biggest challenge in the beginning of working with somebody is, uh, is, is, is is gaining their respect you know I mean I'm only 24 but um, I think that there's there's a level of respect that that anytime you work in a creative field and you're you have the uh, ability to sort of... Put your own spin on things, or have a hand in the in the creativeness, or whatever it might be of, of the project. You have to you have to go into it. Everyone has to go into it with a, a, a I mean an unspoken amount of respect, right. you know, for for the other uh, the other person that they're working with.
0: And being so, open, I think. Yeah, and, you
1: know? and, and I mean, knowing how to communicate, of course, uh, is is the the number one um, issue with with creatives, I think that we're all hypersensitive. Like, mm-hmm. if we if we have something in our minds, you know, beforehand, and it doesn't, you know, turn out exactly how we want it at the end, or even like even in the middle of the project, we're like, eh, I don't know if this is going to turn out how I think. right you have to have you have to respect you know the 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 person guiding you you know along along the way so that that is a lot easier said than done i'd say like it's a it's a gradual process you know it's it's a sort of trust that you have to build up with somebody um and i and i think that you know for me as a young engineer or producer my biggest challenges have been um is learning how to how to how to relate mm-hmm. with people and and make them feel comfortable, you know, given the fact that I'm only 24, right? Right. Like I'm given a job. Hey, go produce this, right? Well, you know, it's it's not like hey, go push a button. It's like hey, make sure this is really good, and you know that this person really enjoys you know, working with you. So hopefully, and- yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully you can work with them more or you can, uh, get them to, to be your champion, you know, as an artist too. Cause Definitely. I mean, that's, that is a, that's a huge part of this business. It's like, you know, you can't expect to promote yourself and as, as a producer or even engineer, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. Through yourself, it's either it's it. Your success coming through other people always. Obviously, hard work is like ninety eight percent of it. Keeping your head down and like working most days, but that's 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 it. You have to have the the ability to uh, garner the respect of the people you're working with enough to to let them give you a chance. Really Mm -hmm. on on their on their. You know their baby
0: or their work, you know, right, right? Like something super important to them. yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah, and once you can do that and deliver, I mean, you've got you've got serious clout with that with that artist.
0: Cameron and I dove a little bit into the technology side of recording, and also talked a little bit about the Neve console, the famous one that was talked about in the documentary Sound City with Dave Grohl.
1: Comes to outboard gear, just I'm talking about you know, eleven seventy six compressor, uh, you know any any type of uh, analog EQ, or it could be you know uh, I love the the Yamaha SPX ninety, you know super cheap you know digital uh, boxes from the nineties. I mean, and you'll if you look around my studio studio, you'll see. A bunch of Line Six M fives because I'm addicted to all the uh, delays that they have. I mean the the DL four, you know, right that that big green pedal that you see on like all all guitar players' boards or you did at least at one point. I mean that whole that whole box is in there. So I I love the Line Six uh, stuff for effects. It's really for me right now. It's it's you know it's. I, I don't, it's hard to beat as far as delays and modulations. Um, I usually, you know, will use a reverb in the computer, you know. Um, uh, there's there's there, there's a couple different
0: ones that I use.
1: Are you um, familiar you know, with the,
0: the Neve console, the Dave Grohl one from that DVD Sound City? Yeah. What's the deal with that? Is that like, you know, I heard he paid a million dollars for it, and I guess they, I'm not sure if, you know, you're familiar with that, DVD. If I've you, seen you know, that seen many
1: it. times and it's awesome. What are your it thoughts on that hand.
0: console and, and what, obviously it's recorded a lot of acts, but it must just have some magic to it. You know, what makes a console I like mean, that? I mean, any
1: console is great if you maintain it. Like, it, but you know, if you throw down a million dollars on a console, you better throw down like a hundred grand on maintaining it. You know, because, I mean, that that's just going to be a yeah, that's going to be a lot of work. Um, I mean, think about it. It's just, it's just old components. You know, caps go bad, and you know, all sorts of uh, power issues are going to happen along the way. I mean, Probably
0: all the time, right? All the time, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure a bad channel, you know, is on there. You know, <laughs> right, right. So, but there's there is there is a bit of glue, you know, in the. Um, in the the mix bus on a lot of those uh, consoles, that is hard to emulate. Um, I like to use a plugin called Phoenix. Uh, it's Dave Hill, I think, Crane Song Phoenix. It's a it's a really cool plugin. It uh, it emulates uh, tape uh, tape saturation basically, um, and then I'll use like a combo of of uh, of that plugin, and then um, the I use the Waves uh, NLS. Uh, it's a it's a nonlinear summer mm-hmm. plugin. So it is it's doing a similar thing to what, what you're talking about, and that's the that's the really great part about those boards. Is like I said, it's those those master channels.
0: It's really interesting to me all the different kinds of recording that's going on today in the music business, whether it's in studio or online, all sorts of different things seem to be going on today. I talked to Cameron about the difference of having a full band recording at the same time in the studio as compared to recording separately at different times, and the magic that can be created when you have all the band members in the room at the same time recording. Do you think there's a magic that's created from a band recording as a unit, as compared to a band just recording each instrument separately?
1: I think with the right uh, amount of pre-production work, absolutely, you can't you can't replace the energy and the the, the conversations that um, you know the bass player and the drummer and the guitar player and the keyboard player are all having with each other behind. Obviously, the vocalist, um, but the com- the conversation yeah. between everybody in the room, like their dynamic, is is all based off of each other. It creates a vibe, and it does create a vibe. Yeah, that 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 goes up and down throughout the song. It it rises and it falls, you know. And you can do that still with single tracking instruments and pro tools that sort of thing, but. There's, there's, there's nothing that's gonna replace a a couple really amazing musicians in in the room working on a well arranged,
0: you know, pre-produced, you know, well, pre-produced track. Here's what Cameron has to say about putting in the work and competing in Nashville.
1: I really appreciate that um that level of of talent and and being able to learn from that because it it's sort of you know you you have a realization in Nashville that like you know when you've got a natural like knack for things you know you you know like say it, it's engineering well. Even if you think you're really good at it, you know, you're going to have to really put in the work because you're working against people that can be basically perfect every time, or they're so good that they can mask, they know how to mask it when they, when they do mess up. Right. 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 So they, I mean, they know every trick in the book because they've been doing it for years and they're still doing it. So. Always a challenge. Yeah. 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 I mean, so. Anytime you mess up, you know I mean, you know, God 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 be with you.
0: (laughs) Good luck on that. Godspeed, my friend. Yeah. Keep it as simple as possible, Brian. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
1: right. Dude, I bet as a drummer that's gotta be like That's a little nerve wracking. I I mean, I'm sure like too, like if you're like if you haven't been in a session in a while and like I mean even as an engineer I, I still work out the kinks every once in a while if it's been a second since i've done a tracking session mm-hmm. um you know say i go mix for you know like 2 weeks or something and then i get a tracking session i'll be like all right you know it's it's like i you'll be you'll you'll see me doing like calisthenics before you know mental calisthenics like getting in the zone getting in the zone yeah, yeah. you know and that, and i don't mean smoking weed
0: <laughs> not <laughs> that kind of zone. <laughs> but
1: like <laughs> You know, like really, get in the
0: zone, man.
1: <laughs> well, actually, it's funny. I I drink like I really drink too much caffeine, but I you know all the so all the players they love to drink like I mean I don't know why, but they 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 have like normal normal people have like this like this stigma for like they they need great coffee, right? They need it like they're like. Oh, oh, this coffee's too watered down. I'm not going to drink it. Like, not that brand. <laughs> no, no, yeah. <laughs> what? Folgers. And, oh, that's crappy. No, get like, you know, some of that good organic stuff. Like, no, like, literally all of the the players in town that I've ever met that are like, you know, I don't know if they're big names or, or what as a player because it's, it's a different thing than being an artist. But the the best ones... I mean, you could feed them like the, you know, that you could feed them the rinds from the coffee, and they'd still drink it. Like literally. Well, they're focused on other things, you they, know. I they, think they they've developed, they've devoted their life and their work to yeah. serious things. But well, like, you about better their have coffee, else. though. You better. But you have, better have it. <laughs> yeah, you better <laughs> have it. But like, as long as it, you know, resembles a coffee bean, you know, <laughs> roughly.
0: Cameron and I also discussed what it was like doing sessions all the time and being a producer day by day by day and working with so many different artists, obviously wanting to come in with fresh ideas as a producer. He also mentions that he doesn't worry about reinventing the wheel every session. He talks about the importance of trusting your ear and sometimes the best thing to do is to keep it simple.
1: You have to know what they're looking for, you know, and then impress them on top of that. Add so to it yeah it in, in a good way yeah that that I think is is really important I've learned to 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 sort of trust my my ear right as opposed to like trying to be like so revolutionary and reinvent the wheel you don't have to reinvent keep the it wheel. simple right yeah, you don't have to reinvent the wheel with every song or every every um mix you do mm-hmm. just just do a really good job keep and, it going and keep it going yeah
0: hey thanks a lot to cameron for being on the show today it was a lot of fun to have you i thought you had a lot of really great insights on the nashville music scene one of the things that i really really took away from our time hanging out together was your thoughts on the importance of keeping it simple i think that's such an important thing to keep in the back of your head and my head and Really, it works so often going into the studio when I record. You know, I just try to tell myself, keep it simple, Brian, don't try to overdo it. And usually it works out pretty well for me having that mentality. I am actually on my way to South by Southwest in Austin, Texas in a couple hours here playing drums with my good, good friend Keith Moody. So I'm looking forward to that and I'm also looking forward to seeing some other great bands having some great food, maybe some great beers hopefully get in some good interviews over there while I'm at it as well thanks for listening to the show please download and rate it the Brian Dowd music lounge and I am looking forward to seeing you all next week